and I was like, what? Like, it was just so crazy to me that I was not planning to do that. But then very last second, something told me like, you should do it. And I did it and it all worked out. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018, to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 155 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group, to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you want to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel at Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Darina Zaitseva. Darina is a Flex alumna 2017-2018. She was married when she was 18 years old and she hates soda. Darina is a medical student at Capital University, Ohio, in the United States, and she has a blog on Instagram with almost 10,000 followers, as well as a TikTok account. Darina, how are you today? I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. It's my first experience in podcast, so I'm going to be a little new to this. I will guide you through it. It's going to be fantastic. And I will begin with my favorite new question, which is this. Darina, these days, in this period, what seems to be the thing that you think about often? Maybe something to change in the world or in your life or to meditate on or think about or improve that is just important to you? Um, I would definitely say that when pandemic started, uh, the big thing I started thinking about is wow, like we had the normal life and we never like appreciated it. And now when it's gone, we're like, oh my God, nothing seems the same. And me being a medical student, I definitely see the changes in public and different social norms and different like uh, norms of us going out. And when we used to have it normal, like, you know, no masks, 
you know, whole crowd, um, a lot of people get gathering together. And now it's all gone. It's like, wow, did we really just not notice how blessed we were to have all that back then? And now we're just in a new reality. So that's, that's really a lot of my mind lately. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, it really could be said as the lack of gratitude that when things were normal, we walked around without masks, we could gather in crowds and do as we please. We didn't appreciate it. We kept on being negative or complaining, etc. And now after you noticed the social norm changes, the habit changes, and things that you perceive as a medical student or a future medical professional, you're thinking, wow, things change so much. And when they were good, we weren't grateful. So that's something you perceived and noticed. Is this correct? Exactly. Yeah, that, that's very true. And to take it one step further, what is this thing that you realized or noticed? How did it impact your life or thinking? Maybe you tried to be a bit more grateful. Maybe you thought about the world, that the world is not as uh, positive as they could be. Maybe you notice small things that you have every day that when you do them, you think, wow, I'm happy I have this now because I don't know for how long I'll have it, which made you appreciate life more? Or how did it impact you? Yeah, I definitely started taking things more grateful. Um, I'm not taking things for granted anymore, that's for sure. I mean, it's just very funny to see me changing in that perspective, just because like, I remember even like a year ago, I was like, oh my God, wearing masks just sucks. It just, I can't breathe. It's just so annoying, you know? But then on the positive side, I look at it now and I'm like, wow, we don't have as much restrictions in America as people, as some people may have in Europe or as some, may some people have in Ukraine, you know? And now I take those things. It's like, wow, it could be a lot worse. Like there's nothing to complain about, really. I just have to take this and just, you know, just be grateful for what I have and just appreciate things that are happening right now because it definitely could be a lot worse. I like that perspective. And to bring it to an even deeper level, when you want to forget the pandemic, to forget everything and just to feel alive, to feel good, to get centered again, what is an activity or something you like to do that gives you that balance and good feeling? Um, I definitely like to spend time outside with my family. Like if we, you know, take my husband's brothers to like a um, playground or just we go all together to watch a movie. I mean, it's still different. We're still wearing masks. We're still not allowed to gather in huge crowds, but it still gives us a feel that we're you know, more alive, that we're able to go outside and do certain things that would make us feel a lot better, you know. So spending time with my family outside and just going out with friends um, makes me feel a lot better rather than just sit home because it just reminds me of all the quarantine stuff. You know, when you when we first got quarantined, we're just sitting at home and school was online and everything was just so different. But, um, you know, slowly going back to normal definitely definitely has a huge impact on me. Thank you. So when you're there in the playground with your husband and his brothers, you get a feeling that things are almost a little bit even normal and you feel really alive because when you stay home, you remember all the shenanigans of the quarantine and lockdowns, etc. And that is not what makes you happy, correct? Yeah, that's that's true, yeah. And do you have a hobby or something that you like to do just as a skill or a musical talent or dance or art or something like that? Uh yeah, I used to be a professional ballroom dancer before I went um with Flex. So I used to just do it very like I used to think it could be my profession in future and um I um, used to go to different tournaments like uh, in Ukraine and abroad, and it was very serious. But then, you know, I got into flex and it changed my life completely. I was not able to do ballroom dancing anymore just because I went to the USA and 
it was just so different in here. Like I couldn't just start it over again. So I had to just, you know, give up dancing just to become an exchange student and just to see if I could, uh, you know, experience life in America and if it would be worth it, you know. It was 100% worth it, but sometimes I do have a feeling like, oh my God, I miss dancing so much. Like it was so fun. So that's definitely something I miss most of the times. I love it. So let's explore dancing together because it's a great topic. Do you have a memory of ballroom dancing or just any other kind of dance that you cherish and really love to revisit? Uh, yeah, definitely. There are many memories that are like about ballroom dancing that I just have in my heart forever and they will always be with me. I think one of the best things was um, when I came back from Flex, I still decided to continue dancing just for like another year, just to, you know, just because I was home back home and I didn't know if I'm going to get into um, American college or am I going to go to college in Ukraine. And I definitely did not want to give up dancing at that point. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to Ukrainian like dance club where I, you know, grew up and um, I just want to keep dancing, you know. So I went back there and the first thing we had when I got back is like a concert where every person has to have like a, just a dance, you know, for a concert. It was like a couple of weeks after I got back and I didn't have much time to practice. And, you know, the partner I was dancing with before, he already had a different partner just because I already left for a whole year. So I had to find a partner and learn the new dance within like two weeks. So that was very stressful, but uh, I was very lucky because my younger brother, who is now 12, um, well, now he's 13, but um, at the time, I don't remember, he was like, I think he was like 10, but yeah, he also does ballroom dancing, so that was really like fun because we decided to dance together and it was really funny because we're like our height difference is so big we're different like you know we're on different levels of dancing but it was just so pure you know just dancing with your brother for a concert people loved it they thought it was so cute and it was definitely like the best experience I had with ballroom dancing just like you know family reunion and dancing all kind of got together and it was just perfect yeah I would be able to enjoy that and i'll find it very very interesting like you said the high difference the pure family reunion you dancing with your brother different skill levels but it's really adorable and when it comes to dance and you miss dance what is something about dance that you miss the most I think like the biggest thing I miss about dancing is definitely just being able to express emotions because I remember so many times when I would be going to practice upset or mad or happy or just any kind of emotion and I would just go to the practice, you know, and just start dancing and I felt like I could express myself through the moves, through the music, through just all these different things and it just made me feel so much better, you know. I just felt like I could definitely be um, alive again. I don't know. It was it was a cool experience for me. I like that. So when you dance, you can express your emotions. You can release any stuck emotions and change your mood. Did I understand correctly? Yeah. I mean, that just that just definitely how I felt. I just felt like you know dancing could help me express my emotions to the world so they could understand what I feel at the moment. And how, what replaced it now that you're not dancing and you miss it? How do you express your emotions to the world these days? Well, now I'm grateful to say that I have a blog, as you mentioned, on Instagram and TikTok. And, you know, all these people following me, they're just kind of interested in my life, which is kind of crazy to think about. They're like, oh my God, so many people actually want to, you know, see what is happening in my life. And that gives me kind of a feel of, um, you know, if I'm going through something and I want to share with the world what's going on, I just go on Instagram or I just go on TikTok and I just tell them what is going on, you know. And I find such a crazy support from people I don't even know. And that definitely, like, opened a new door in my life, you know. I never thought that could happen 
but yeah there i go just you know um express my emotions to people i don't even know but it's definitely fun and it's it's a cool experience yes it's fun it's a cool experience and since you didn't even believe it will be this much fun or that it will go this way how did that idea come to be did you one day wake up and think well i'm bored at home so i'll just do a video or what was the first decision or choice or step towards creating those blogs and TikTok? So uh, basically how it all started was I've had Instagram blog for a while, but just never like got big. You know, I just got stuck at like about 800 followers and um, it was like, you know, I just never moved anywhere from it. So I just kind of did it for myself. I did it just to express my emotions, as I said, just to talk through things, you know, and then at some point it was quarantine time actually it was like, well, it was not really quarantine anymore. What am I saying? It was actually like December of last year. So about four months ago. Um, I don't know. I was just in there bored one day and I was like, you know what? what? Why don't I just like create a TikTok? Because I see all these people like doing TikToks. Like it sounds fun. Like, let me try it. Okay. So I created TikTok talking about being a um, international student in America, you know, and out of nowhere, all these people start following me and I'm like, wait, what? And um, just like over these four months, I gained about 150 or 160,000 people following me, which is like crazy to think about, you know, and slowly after my TikTok started blowing up, I started getting followers on Instagram as well. I started getting invited to different like, you know, um, at, like different organizations started inviting me to be a speaker for them. So people started getting to know me, getting to know about me. So that's how it all started. Just one day, as you said, I randomly woke up and be like, why don't I just try it? You know, so that's it. That's great. You know, serendipity or many things in life, just the best things sometimes happen in unexpected ways. And how do you believe that life works? Are you a spiritual kind of person or more pragmatic? Or how do you think that life, happiness and success in life happens in your own perspective and opinion? I'm definitely a spiritual and religious person. And you know what's crazy? Like I, I, I always been religious, you know, because my family is religious. I was growing up being a Christian and um, it's been like, you know, just a regular thing for me. But um, I never like thought of it like a lot, I guess, because it was growing up. I mean, I was a kid, never thought of it. And um, then I came to America and my host family, like the very first fam family I lived with, they were very Christian. They try like started talking to me about these things you know and i started getting to know the religion more and more and i started getting into it and then you know i became more religious over the year i was in america and then um once i started dating my boyfriend now he's my husband but uh we started dating and he was very religious as well his family was religious i mean you probably know how most of the americans are very religious and christian so you know, we started talking and he started telling me about a lot of things about relig religion and, you know, I started getting even more into it. And now when we're married, we're definitely like, I feel like I got a lot more spiritual over the years. And um, I definitely think that all the beginnings, all the happiness that comes from God to me personally, that's just how I view things. And um, I definitely think like, I just don't, I just don't think things like, that happened in my life could just be a coincidence just because of how crazy they were. Like if, if you just think about the amount of coincidence coincidences that were supposed to happen for me to end up being where I am right now, like, I just don't believe that it just could be a coincidence after coincidence after coincidence. I definitely believe that just God placed me into this position at the moment. So I could do what I'm supposed to do. You know, that's just how I view it for sure. Please share some of those coincidences and also how you met your husband, how you fell yeah. in love, but also all the coincidences that led you to be here now. And what do you believe are your men to do in this world, as you mentioned? So um, most of these coincidences do involve my husband. That's why it makes it even more crazy. But yeah, I will be glad, I will be glad to share them with you. So um, first of all, 
first coincidence that I actually noticed was um, when I was selected for Flex program, we're supposed to send our pictures to Flex so they can send them to host families, you know? And um, one thing was I specifically remember that day, I was sitting with my mom in my living room and we're scrolling through pictures trying to decide which ones we want to send. And um, my mom was like, you should send this one. Like, you look so cute in it. And I hated that picture. I was like, no, I'm not sending it. You can barely see my face. It looks awful. Like, I just don't like it. I don't want to send it. And my mom, like, I've never seen her do that. But she was like, no, you have to send this one. Like, you need it. Like, I want you to send this one. Like, I have a feeling you need this. And, you know, I was so over it at that point. I was like, you know what? Just send whatever you want. Like, I don't care. So she sends that picture. I get selected by my host family, go to America. Later on, I find out that the only reason why my host family got me on the first place was because of that exact picture. Now, all the other ones that were there, they were there, just that one picture that my mom made me to submit, you know, and they're like, yeah, we just saw the pictures. Like, we love your expressions on that exact picture. We loved your shirt. I was wearing a national Ukrainian shirt in that picture. And, you know, we thought you're a great person just by looking at that picture. So we wanted you, like no one else but you. I was like, wow, like, that's just crazy. Okay, whatever, you know. And then I was, you know, I was selected by this exact family um, in Ohio where, you know, I could be selected anywhere else in America. And um, I went to school. And uh, another thing was that my husband, he was supposed to move to Texas a year before I came. So there was a possibility that we'd never meet each other at all, you know, and, um, but at the last moment, everything just like got canceled for him. And his family was like, you know, one day they woke up and like, you know, we don't want to move. And they stayed in Ohio and they moved closer to where I came as an exchange student. So whenever I ended up in one school, but for some mysterious reason, I became best friends with his best friend um, who was going to my school. And that's how we met through our mutual friend. Okay. And um, I mean, there are just so many things that like, uh, for example, when I was going back to Amer uh, Ukraine, like, I just didn't know, will I be able to come back? Like, will this relationship work out? Like, maybe I'll just go to Ukraine and, you know, stay there forever. I didn't know. But I submitted my application to Capital University the very last second, the very last second I submitted it, and I got in. And I was like, what? Like, it was just so crazy to me that I was not planning to do that. But then very last second, something told me, like, you should do it. And I did it. And it all worked out. And I came back, you know, became a medical student in, um, at Capital University, got married to CJ. Like, all these things just blow my mind if you think about it, like how how many coincidences happened for me to end up being here right now, not in Ukraine, not somewhere else, be exactly here, you know? I agree with you. And it's fantastic, especially that each time there were many things, whether applying in the last minute to Capitol Hill uh, University or choosing a picture that your mom felt that she needed to choose. And that will be, was the reason why, uh, or your husband or boyfriend at the time or cj in general yeah. that yeah that he was supposed to move to texas but actually him and his family moved closer to you and you became best friends with his best friend and two things you didn't mention what do you believe is your purpose that you're meant to do and second when you met him was it like instant love from the very beginning or did it develop over time that it was like a friendship that is growing more and more or how was that for you? So um, I start with the first one about my meaning in life. I definitely think uh, as for now, I don't know, maybe it'll change. But for now, I think my my purpose is to help other people to get courage to become international students because there's been many times that you know through my tiktoks or through my blog on instagram i've helped many kids be you know courageous enough to apply for flex and um, there's so many people already waiting for the new upcoming application time to start so they can enroll because they see my videos they get inspired they want to do it 
And, you know, I feel like my true calling right now is to help others to know about all these opportunities there are out there for them if they just want to try to, like, to see the world, to see what's new out there. So I definitely feel like I want to help people um, become international or exchange students. Maybe later on I have plans on maybe creating, like, a... um, like a organization that would help students uh, get into American colleges or maybe just to get different scholarships from American, you know, governments or colleges themselves. So as for now, I believe that is something I'm called to do, but it may change, you know, it's life. But um, about CJ, uh, we definitely started talking, not both of us didn't wouldn't really like count on anything at that point. We we're just kind of talking, and um, over weeks and weeks of talking, we just kind of started developing feelings for each other, I guess. And um, we met for the first time. Um, our first date was super awkward. It was like like it was super awkward. I, that's all I can say. And um, we barely talked. But the funny thing, like neither of us thought of it. Like, you know, we didn't think like, oh, if it's good, if it was awkward, like I don't want it. We both kind of were so invested in the relationship that we wanted to keep on trying and going on a new date or anything like that. And um, at that point, we went on a couple more dates and started dating. And, you know, when I was leaving for Ukraine, we definitely felt like we didn't know what was coming for us because we're like, you know, are we going to go for a long distance relationship? Are we going to, you know get through it is it going to be hard is it going to be like what is it going to be like you know neither of us have had an experience in that so we definitely were very worried about that but um you know we got through it a whole year of um long distance relationship paid off and now we're married so that's another crazy story of our lives I like it. And how was the decision to get married after such awkward experiences that you had? I mean, did you think when after a year and a half or whatever that you were in Ukraine and communicating, you both knew that is going to happen? Or when you moved back to America, there was a moment. And how did he propose? And can you share some of more of those details? And I'm sure many of your friends will love to know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically, I don't know, like the only awkward experience really was our first date. But other than that, we were getting closer and closer. And I felt like he was my real soulmate. I definitely felt like he was the person I'm meant to be with. Like it, it just I just it was just there. Like, I, you know, if you know, you know, that's how they say it. And I guess that's right, because like you can tell right away, like if that's your person. And it was the case for me as well. Like, I could tell right away that I want to be with this person. Like, I didn't know what is going to happen next, but I just knew I wanted to be with him at the moment. So when I was living for Ukraine, both of us were willing to put in um, effort. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of um, invested in the relationship. We're, we're really scared. We're really worried about how things are going to work out. We're, we didn't know what was going to happen, but... We took a risk and um, a whole year in Ukraine, we we actually grew in closer. Like, I, I want to say that, like, we were leaving America, like, I was leaving America and I was like, I wonder, like, is this year apart going to make us stronger as a couple or is it going to, you know, break us apart? And it definitely made us stronger. I 100% can say that. Like, we would call every day. I remember those times when CJ would have to get up at, like, 4 a.m. so he could call me before I go to bed and stuff like that. There was just so, like, cute little details like that made a whole relationship so worth it. And um, after a year, actually, no, after half a year of Ukraine, um, like, of being in Ukraine, I went back to New York with my family for Christmas to see CJ and my host family. So... We spent like a week or two together, um, you know, just hang out, very happy we saw each other. And then I had to go back to Ukraine to finish my Ukrainian school. And around like June or July, something like that, um, CJ actually flew out to Ukraine to get me. He spent about two or three weeks in Ukraine. We had so much fun. It was a blast. And um, after that, we both got plane tickets and went to USA, like back to the US together. So um, 
I think when he came to Ukraine and met my family, met my um, friends, like all my closest people, like that's when I felt like, oh my God, like that's so real. Like that is definitely the person I want to marry at some point. Like I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I definitely wanted to, like wanted to happen. So um, we went back to the US and um, we went back in July and around like, December, December like 5th was CJ's birthday. And December 7th, he called me in the morning. He goes, um, yeah, my family wants to have a family dinner for my, you know, for my uh, birthday. Do you want to come? And I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll come. So he's like, okay. So his family uh, came to this restaurant and me and CJ were there as well. So we're just sitting there and the whole family like stares at me the whole time. And I'm like, why are they looking at me so weird? Like what is happening? And CJ looked so nervous. He was super pale. He was like, you know, I could tell he was nervous. I was like, what is happening? Like I did not even have it in the back of my head. Like I couldn't even comprehend. Like I was like, what? And, um, you know, after like 30 minutes of just sitting there talking, having fun with his family, he like, gets up and he goes, Hey, um, I want to make an announcement. I was like, okay, what is it? And then he gets on one knee and proposes. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I was just so shocked by the fact he did it. Like, I didn't even think he would want to do it so young. Like I didn't have it in my head. And I'm like, wow, like that is real. And, uh, you know, I call my mom, my family, they're all excited, happy for me. And originally, we planned the wedding for 2022 just because we were gonna like you know get ready figure out what we want to do where we want to get married but quarantine changed our plans definitely and um it all ended up being like you know it was very spontaneous I want to say about four weeks before the wedding I didn't go to Ukraine because of quarantine and me and CJ were like you know what we're in quarantine, we're in America, why don't we just get married just because, you know, what, like, we want to make something out of this summer, we want to have something to remember, not just quarantine, so we're lucky enough to have an uplift in quarantine for about three weeks uh, for the time when we got married, so we're able to make a ceremony, we're able to find a good place, a restaurant, and it was so fun, like, I'm not regretting a single bit that I did it, it was the best. So that was the story pretty much. It's a wonderful story. You have a life that's like an epic tale. And I love that. And since you're a medical student and you spoke about quarantine so much, what are your thoughts on coronavirus? Um, It's definitely new. It's definitely not studied enough just because it's, you know, it's relatively new for for medical stuff. Many people don't know how to feel about it. Some people say it's, you know, it's not as bad as people think. Some people say it's even worse than people think. Personally, I think it is dangerous. It is definitely infectious. People definitely should um, keep on the guidelines that, you know, World Health Organization and CDC and all those, you know, organizations post. And I definitely think it is it's, it is pretty bad. Um, but you know, we should not be scared of it. I think we should be ready to take the challenge and, uh, you know, keep on with it. And, um, you know, the vaccines are out now. I don't know about Ukraine, how it's distributed there, but in, in the U S a lot of people already get in the vaccine. Um, I did not get the vaccine yet. I don't know how I feel about it just yet. So I decided to wait for a little bit and see what I'm going to do. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I don't know. That's how I feel pretty much. Thank you. Then to clarify, you as an international student in the U.S., you can get the vaccine whenever like it's your turn or you wish, etc. Correct? Yeah, we already have um, we already have applications sent to us and all the international students who want to get vaccines, they can. Um, I just did not happen to, you know, make an appointment yet because I just don't know if I want to take the vaccine yet. Thank you. And you as a person even more, do you have like some favorite literature or book or movie or historical character or fictional character that really resonates with you, Darina? 
Uh, that is a good question. I don't know. I never really thought of it just because um, I do read a lot. I do watch a lot of movies, but I just never thought of myself as a character, I guess. I just always, you know, I'm one of those people who very like I'm I like to be individual and uh, I just hate when people compare me to someone. I'm just like, no, I'm not them. Like I'm myself. So I guess I never had a feeling of like, you know, am I like someone else? I just really never resonated myself with any characters or any fictional or like, you know, book characters at all. But as that is a good question. I should definitely think about it when when I get a chance. I don't know. Great. And since you're own, you are your own individual and you're like an impartial observer, how would you describe the culture of Ukraine and the Ukrainian spirit and people? To people in the U.S. who might not know them, not as someone who's trying like to have some agenda, but as a neutral observer who is their own person, how what are what is the spirit and culture of Ukraine? Who are Ukrainian people, etc.? I definitely think the one if I had to describe Ukrainians with one word, that would be um, like I would definitely say like. Um, hospitality just because just because we're so open to anything we're so ready whoever comes we're ready to welcome them we're always we're always like we're ready to talk to people wholeheartedly right away and I think it was one of the most thing like one of the most important things that CJ pointed out when he went to Ukraine he was like you know I never thought of it but Ukrainians are so welcoming they're so warm they're ready to you know spend time with you they're so nice and i think that's definitely the biggest difference between ukrainians and any other nation just because we are so i don't know we're just we're just warm we're ready to welcome anyone at any circumstances and we're ready to take on them uh take care of them and it's crazy because I have so many stories that would prove my point. And like one of them is that my mom is a volunteer for uh, Ukrainian soldiers. And she has many, many friends all over Ukraine as volunteers, you know. And wherever she goes, she like any city of Ukraine she would go, all these volunteers would reach out to her and be like, do you want to stay with us? Do you want to like, we can get you a hotel or you can stay in our house or you can stay in our, you know, apartment. And, you know, that is the thing that is not very common in this world anymore. People like to be private. They like to, you know, kind of like mind your own business and, um, you know, I definitely think being Ukrainian, you don't get that. You're just welcomed. You are, um, you're just, you know, people are ready to take you with their whole heart, with open arms. And that's the best. I love that about Ukraine. I agree with you. I know and understand and value the hospitality and warmth, although it doesn't look on the faces of Ukrainian people at first, but when you get to know them, they're funny and warm and really kind people, some of the kindest in the world. Uh, and it would be unexpected to many who don't know about this, but it's something to live and to experience in Ukraine. And right now, since you spoke about your purpose and what you're called to do is to help the students that wish to become international students, get the courage, the information, and how to apply to international universities and maybe go to the U.S. or anywhere else. Do you have real specific stories you might share that warm your heart, show the difference you're making in the world, and just might encourage someone listening who didn't believe it's possible for them through example that actually people who didn't believe could get something that exceeded that their expectations and therefore be a role model and motivation for many um yeah i definitely do have some stories to share and you know one of my favorite stories were um when i didn't want to or didn't I was afraid to apply to American college um, because of, you know, the, all the 
exams I was supposed to go through, and I didn't know anything about applying to international school. I was relatively new to it. I was very inexperienced. I was young, and I was like, you know, what am I doing? Am I ready to go to a whole different country by myself? I was very scared. Like, to the last point, like, I was like, should I submit this? Should I not? Like, what am I doing? Am I making a mistake? Because going with Flex was a whole different thing because I knew I was going to a family. I was going to be taken care of. But submitting an application to a college, you basically agreeing to being on your own in a whole different country. You know, no one. You are on your own. You have your own budget. You have your own, you know, things to do. And that was scaring me a lot. I was like, you know, should I do this? And, you know, I was thinking to myself, what is like, if I don't do it, what am I going to get from it? Or if I do it, what am I going to get from it? And it was an interesting perspective to look things at because, you know, I thought to myself, okay, if I don't, if I don't do it, this, am I going to regret th- about it? Like, am I going to regret my decision for the rest of my life? Probably because, you know, um, if I don't try it, how do I know it's not going to be the best decision I've ever made, you know? But if I do try it and it doesn't work out, can I just go back to Ukraine and just forget about it? Yes, I technically can. So at that point, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'll just do it. And um, if it is something that I shouldn't be doing, I'll end up back in Ukraine because I, I believe that, you know, if if God placed me in the situation where I'm, t- I'm making this decision, then he has a plan for me. So I was like, you know what, I want to play this whole thing out and see how it turns out. And you know, after I submitted the application, got in, came here, I th- I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, I really almost missed out on the best opportunity in my life. Just because of so many new friends I made here, just because of so many new connections, just because of, um, you know, me getting married here, me ma- like, you know, starting family, just making so many new friends, connections. And it was just amazing. And I was like, wow, if I never like applied for college, would I have this right now? Definitely not. So when a lot of people ask me like, you know, should I apply? And I say, are you going to regret about this? If you don't apply, are you going to regret about this for the rest of your life? And if you have an answer and it's a yes, then yes, you should apply and you should try all the things that life brings to you but if you're not going to regret if it's something you know it's like whatever then you know don't waste your time don't waste your money go do something that will make you happy so that is definitely my perspective on these things now it's a great perspective and yes it's life-changing and maybe you can share about flex because you mentioned earlier that when you were dancing and then you went to flex and flex was a transformative experience that changed your life in many ways. How did you change or grow or transform as a person because of Flex? And what is like the biggest benefit you recommend to every Ukrainian youth who can join Flex to join it? Because not of only getting opportunities, etc., but the change as a person you have experienced and many others have. Yeah. So probably like I noticed to myself that um, after I came back from Flex, I was a changed person. I was so like I was different. And a lot of people around me spotted the difference. They're like, you just you just became so much mature. And I was like, really? Like I felt it, but I didn't think it was so noticeable to others. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that changed me was me being 15 year old at the time traveling to a whole different country, not knowing what awaits for me there, you know, and um, coming to a new host family and being able to adapt myself, adapt my life to new norm. I like I was I had to adapt to living with people I barely knew at the time, becoming a part of their family, going to a new school, making new friends, you know, get stuff done. Everything was in English. And, you know, that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, how am I supposed to like understand everything? My English was not good at the time. I was like, you know, just intermediate speaker and uh, writer. So I could say things, I could understand things, but I was not perfect at it. And um, it was definitely hard for me to express my thoughts at first. I was like, why people don't understand me? I was, I was really like, 
upset at, at first. I was like, am I going to be like this the whole year? Like, I don't want to spend my whole year not being able to understand others and not being able to be understood by others. So those things definitely developed a strong character within me because I learned how to overcome things without my parents and my close people being by my side. Um, I made strong, strong connection with my host family. Uh, they definitely helped me a lot through all the things that were happening at the time. No matter what kind of things I was going through, I always knew they were by my side and they were there for me. So at the end of the day, when I was leaving, I actually picked the very last flight that were that was leaving from the US for Flex just because I was so attached to all the people with like you know of my circle um in the US and I don't didn't want to leave them you know a lot of people be like didn't you miss your family in Ukraine oh I did trust me but I was just so into my new American life that I did not want to leave like I was just I loved it there I loved everyone around me and I was so proud of myself that I could make my life so comfortable in a whole different country by myself without my family or friends being around like I really felt like I built my own life in a whole different country by myself being 15 or 16 at the time so my biggest advice to anyone who is thinking about you know should I apply for flex or should I not do it do it because it changed my life it made my life so different it changed me as a person it changed me as a student and if you are willing to experience life at its fullest then you should definitely try flex because it brings so many things within you that you would never think you had like i never thought a 15 year old Dorina could just come to a whole different country by herself become a student American school, become a member of an American family, and just be so happy with everything around her. So going through Flex really helped me become really proud of myself and knowing of what I'm capable of. So I'm just, I'm just, I can talk about Flex forever just because of how grateful I am for them and for the opportunity they gave me. I love that. You didn't know what you were capable of and through those challenges, but also opportunities, you discovered it. On, and on that high note, what would be some piece of advice that your heart feels should be shared more with the world that maybe someone listening would be impacted by? Some advice that or lesson that is really important. So please share it and let us all hear. Um probably the biggest life lesson that I kind of like learned uh, was that if you don't do things in your life, they, like if you want your life to be a certain way and you don't do anything for it, nobody else in this life is going to do it for you. Because, you know, coming to America, being alone here. And, you know, at first I was like, you know, people around me should put effort into making me happy because, you know, I'm new to this. Like, I don't know anyone. But then at some point I was like thinking to myself, I was like, okay, I want to be happy. I want to experience my American life to the fullest. And, you know, I want to be a happy member of a new host family. Maybe I should put more effort than anyone else. And at that point, my probably biggest like insight from the whole Flex program was, you know, we are the makers of our own life. And everything that is happening in our life can be controlled or changed by us. If we want to have a better life, it's all in our hands. We cannot blame someone else for not being able to, you know, being happy or for not being able to make more money or for not being being able to improve ourselves in something, you know, it's all in our hands. And only if we put enough effort into anything and only if we, uh, I don't know, I also learned about the thing, you know, ask and you shall receive. If there's something in my life that I genuinely cannot control and it's something upon someone else, you know, I definitely, I spend a lot of time asking for, you know, for that thing to be given to me. I spend a lot of time reflecting on the things I should do to make that thing work out for me. And um, I definitely think 
all those things came to me while I was here on Flex. Just because I was alone, I was thrown in a whole different environment. I never thought I would. And all those things just came together and made me realize that we are the only ones responsible for anything that is happening in our lives. Personal responsibility, self-reliance, and knowing that proactivity is the way. It's not about being reactive, but taking time to think, taking time to know what we want and to have a plan or put effort to make it happen rather than being a leaf in the wind, waiting for the wind to blow sometimes to give us some happiness and other times not, but that is just weak. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's just, um, I definitely feel like that, so. Thank you, and now to end this, if people want to follow you, to watch your videos, to check out what you're up to. What are the best social media links to do that? I want, and I will make sure to write them in the description. Uh, probably like the best. If you are interested about my life more, then there'll be Instagram. And you can reach me out at um, darina.ztsv. Or if you want to learn more about America and just the facts of being here as an international student, you should check out my TikTok because there I talk more about just in general being in America, how it is living here as an international student and how it is uh, being married to a person from a different cultural uh, environment. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Darina. It was a pleasure and honor. And I wish you a brilliant day over there. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice and exciting to talk to you. I definitely feel like um, we talked about a lot of awesome things. And I'm happy that you invited me here.